It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. It was the best. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. Hello and welcome to Shaken Not New, often referred to as the Skynet of Podcasts. I am your host, Fuzzy Butt, and on this week's episode, I'm joined by a man who is definitely not an advanced cybernetic robot from the future, hell-bent on destroying all human life. It's 1001001, or as you know him, Mr. Doody Dootrum. How are we, buddy? Hello, how are you? <laughs> That is the exact kind of response that I would expect from Mr. 100101. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd make it out as a Terminator just because I'd get distracted by food or, or sales on in a store. Like if, if if my target ran past a JB Hi-Fi, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I've lost them. <laughs> okay, so your weakness is essentially sales at JB Hi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, yeah so- they had 20% off the other week and I, I went a little insane <laughs> so basically if you if you're like someone was chasing being chased by you they would just need to hide anywhere near a shopping center and that'd be okay yeah basically yeah if they booked a pastor jb and it was like oh 20 percent off blu-rays i'm like okay cool can you text me where you'll be i'm i'm just gonna go you know i, I gotta i gotta you sort of remember what i don't own so i can pick it up here now <laughs> How many times have you uh, messaged your lovely lady person at home going, can you just take a, a, a like a picture of my DVDs so I know what I have? Well, you've, you've, not many people have seen my DVD shelf, but it's stacked three three shelves back. So, and the problem is that I can I can only see the front shelf. So when you start to go into the into the back corners, I don't know what I have. So that's <laughs> when I, I start sitting there going, did I watch this? Do I own this? Did I watch it on Netflix? I don't care. I'm gonna get it anyways. Or you just do like I do and just buy a copy anyway and then you're like, ah, fuck it, I've got another copy. And then just give it to somebody. Cheap Christmas present. There we go. I mean, it's not technically re-gifting because you haven't officially gifted it to anybody in the first place. So what it is is just like advanced purchasing, I'm just going to call it that. That's, you know... And, yeah, no spoilers for what you may or may not be getting for Christmas this year. Um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> Speaking of sales, buddy, oh, man, oh, man. Um, our sponsor, Michael at Culture Shock Collectibles, has a sale going on at the moment. Um, I believe you can get uh, 10% off for their Halloween Havoc sale. Um, yeah. And uh, if you use their special offer code, uh, which I thought was Spock, uh, but is actually Spook. Um, so if you use the uh, offer code Spook, I believe you get 10% off store-wide. So um, you can go down there and check that out. They've got some cool stuff at the moment. Um, I have seen <laughs> one of the ones which I hope you fucking get, because if you're going to get any statue, it's going to be this guy. Um, it is the six-inch action figure of Stan Lee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and he's got a he's got a signed Stan Lee Captain America shield as well, and and a really cool leather jacket and some really tight pants. So um, you know, Stan Lee is an action hero, and I think he's got a briefcase. I can't remember, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I I did see that. Yeah, that's not uh, on your I will, um, shopping I will not list. Be getting it? <laughs> no, no. Uh, Funko Pops and uh, and Hot Toys are always on my shopping list. So this week, uh, my order for the Cosmic Ghost Rider and the Piccolo from LA Comic Con arrived. Mm. Um, so I'm very stoked about that. Um, of course, Cosmic Ghost Rider's got Baby Thanos strapped to his chest. Um, he's got a different head sculpt for those of you who are Funko Pop collectors. His uh, the the Ghost Rider head sculpt is different to the Ghost Rider <laughs> of, got, of Johnny Blaze, uh, and the Piccolo looks dope because he's in his sort of his he's in his meditation pose and he's got his big cape and his turban and stuff on it it just looks fucking sick okay okay there we go sounds pretty cool and then we've got the uh the amazingly awesome um punisher war machine action figure have you seen this one i have i have they are making a hot toy of this as well yes Um, so i'm a little bit on the fence about the the hot toy war machine or whether i just get a traditional war machine but Look, it, it's essentially just the War Machine armor from Civil War, but it's got the Punisher logo spray painted on the chest and on the face. Yeah, and uh, he looks uh, pretty badass. I believe they're doing a, uh, a release sometime in February next year, so uh, get in early if you want one of those. They look pretty cool. I mean, finally, yeah. a cool War Machine. 
Oh, War Machine Mark One with the, from Iron Man Two is a pretty fucking sweet suit because he's the- actually got all of these real weapons strapped to him. Oh, okay. I-, I did like it when he just had like just the silver outfit. That was like the original one where he stole off Tony Stark. That was cool. Leave it at no, that. That was just the Mark Two because the Mark Two can only fly and has repulses, but he yeah. steals that suit and then straps all of the um the hammer weapons onto it. So the big Gatling gun and the the ex wife missile hidden inside the. Like the the collarbone area and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. Oh well, there you go. Like, I, I mean, I still think it's pretty cool. It looks just the the aesthetic of that like polished like silver steel kind of look. I think it's pretty badass. Um, give me one of those. It's a, it's a really cool idea for a comic as well. It's like, yeah, let's give the Punisher essentially man's greatest weapon with a weapon. Let's give him the War Machine armor to see what happens. And yeah, wow. Yeah, nice. And uh, I will say one last final thing that I did see that's pretty cool. The um, the Funko of Thor from Avengers Endgame is uh, is available now. And I believe he has both Molnir and, um, well, Stormbreaker, whatever they're calling it these days. He's holding both of those. He's got the long hair with all the braids, but he is regular body-shaped Thor. So... Um, that's a little bit disappointing, I'm going to say, Funko. You missed a, an awesome opportunity for Fat Thor Funko. Yeah, I've got that one. It looks pretty fucking sweet. In person, you can see it's got a bit of a pud. Um, <laughs> it it looks different to the to a traditional sort of Thor. You can see it's got that little bit of a... a it's a it's a comic gut. It looks normal and then it just has a little bit of a... <laughs> at the end of his top. Um, well, if you look at the, the hot toy for the, the Thor of Endgame, it's like, yeah, he fat, like his pants are fat. He's wearing parachute pants. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I need. I need to see realistic body types for these, uh, these movie heroes. Um, and yeah, fat, fat Thor Thunko is, uh, my, my way to go. Got to get you cosplaying as Fat Thor at some point, buddy. Mate, I am already cosplaying as Fat Thor. Um, so here we go, uh, <laughs> Check him out, cultureshockcollectibles.com uh, for all your fun nerdy needs. Uh, 10% off on their Havoc, uh, what is it? Halloween Havoc sale. Um, so, yeah, check that out this weekend uh, using the other code SPOOK. Go, yeah, buddy. yeah, I'm, I, I saw the, the, the post run on uh, their Facebook and Instagram page, I think like an hour or so after I just bought a. I'm starting to collect the, the Batman, the animated series action figures. Oh, of course. Um, so, like, they're, they're like 40 bucks or something like that for one action figure, which isn't too bad com- compared to what I normally spend. And I walked out buying a, 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 a action figure and then saw the sale and went, fuck! Because <laughs> uh, I know Michael's got some for sale and he's got some hot uh, some Funkos that I want to get as well. Plus 10% off a hot toy is like 60 bucks off or something like that anyways. Yeah, I know. It's just, you know, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good if, you were, if you're going to spend a lot of money, 10% makes a big difference. So uh, there you go, guys. Go check it out now at Culture Shock Collectibles. Yes. Now on to the news, and we've got uh, a couple of bits of news this, re- this week. I want to get them out, out of the way because we've got a couple of games to review. Um, and yep. right off the bat, I want to hit it off with our favorite topic of news, uh, as it has been for the entire time that we've been a podcast Fallout 76 <laughs> has made the news again. <laughs> now, I brought them back to you last week because we talked about their new premium package that they were getting, um, where, you know, premium, custom, like, you know, you could pay for a monthly subscription and you could have your own 23 world. 23 US dollars a month. Woof. Woof. And, um, yeah, basically you get your own outfits, all these special buffs and everything. Um, and now, <laughs> it's awesome. There's a class war going on in Fallout, um, which has the non-premium players targeting premium subscribers and griefing them in the game. Um, so, <laughs> they've all of these premium subscribers playing in the general world have been complaining uh, to Bethesda, saying, uh, saying all sorts of stuff. One of the complaints said, uh, at least five to seven people in teddy bear costumes kept punching me. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> what a complaint um, there's uh, there's all sorts here you go fuck you guys I bought Fallout first on my own terms and I enjoyed it but those hats had to hunt me down nuke my camp and attack me relentlessly so um, <laughs> it's, just yeah, reading the complaints on Reddit is amazing you should definitely do it I, I, I can understand that they wanted to they they wanted to to do something extra for the players that want to do more, so that yeah they make like a a, a thing that's twenty three US dollars a month. Not the smartest idea. Three dollars a month, fine. Um, where 
if you're getting 20 people spending $23 a month, yeah, whatever. If you're getting a couple hundred people spending $3 a month or a dollar a month or something as low as one US dollar a month to have your own private server and stuff like that and... Mm. And you can mod the game to your to your heart's fucking content or whatever it is. Then, like, it's just going to be a modest dream. But yeah, you, you're now getting like oh, you, you, a fucking limited name or something that only the premium players get. So there's the target on your back. You're running around in well, they've got their own gear. There's another target. They've got their own icons as well, so you can definitely tell almost immediately uh, that this player is a premium player. So. Whatever they're doing over at Bethesda, like, you know, it's not so much a a target for these particular people. It's just, you know, the non-premium players just griefing, I suppose, a bit at Bethesda in general. And it just happens to be this is the outlet for them to to give them grief. So, eh. (laughs) I mean, it it couldn't get any worse, could it? I mean, we say that every time and then it gets worse. To to talk about worse, what what is the... The equivalent of Fallout seventy six that was a giant fart of a game this year. Um, Anthem. <laughs> Correct. I uh, I uh, yesterday went and had some some drinks and, and dinner with uh, a good friend Andy Campbell. We hung out with him at uh, at PAX Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Andy was telling me that he put in his copy of Anthem just to have a bit of a fly around and a play because he was a bit bored. He put the disc in. Came up with the menu. He pushed you know fucking start to start the game. Half an hour, it said, loading up servers. So, we took the disc out and yes. put it back in. Yes. And it still said half an hour, loading up servers. Oh. I don't think the server's alive anymore. Oh, shit. Andy can't get in. He tried getting in twice over the space of an hour, and it just sits there loading, saying, waiting. Mm. He could not get into Anthem. And he checked Twitter to check Anthem's thing to say, like, oh, there's maintenance or something like that. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So there's it's nothing there. The current update says that all the servers are live, but I mean, whether or not that's true or they've shut a few down. Um, Who knows? Yeah. I think there's been, uh, it looks like from what I can see here, there's been some regular complaints in the last little while of servers not being available. So it could just be part of them just shutting things down and uh, limiting the number of servers they have out there. So shit, man. Wow. That's, that, that is a, a game that people would have spent, you know, upwards of $70 on. Uh, this year, and they're not able to play it. Fuck. Like, what a shit yeah, show. Yeah, so, so to Fallout 76 doing this premium thing, at least players can sign in and play their game, because if you want to play Anthem now, yeah, it looks like you might not be playing it. It looks like it just it, it might be worth 75 cents when you trade it in. Good fucking luck. There we go. Yeah. Interesting, because you can't even... That game, you can't even get into the menu, like, right at the start without an online connection, can you? Nope. Yeah. If, you're, if you're not connected online, it just says connect online. Jeez. All right. Well, there we go. Exciting news for <laughs> Anthem followers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thank right. you, Andy. Well, moving on to uh, games that actually uh, sell and are working, uh, Nintendo. Nintendo has officially announced that they have sold 41.6 million Switch devices. So uh, Yeah, they, and uh, Luigi's Mansion came out today as well. Yeah, they keep going from strength to strength. Those guys are... On their way up, I think um, the SNES holds the record at the moment um, at, uh, I think it's 61 million units. So they've still got a way to go, but what, it's been out, what, two years, three years now? So it's, um, yeah, they've got got a little way to go before they can uh, reach that margin. But uh, yeah, 41.6 million switches. That's uh, that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And and switches starting... Like, you know, you love your Dead Cells and, and the Switch is your second favourite console. Like, there are some games that I'm sitting there going, like, you know, when, when we get offers, like, would you like to review this game, so on and so forth, and, and, and all that sort of stuff. I'm sitting there going, you know, the options are PlayStation, Xbox, or Switch, and I'm going, actually, I'd I'd like to play this on the Switch rather than playing it on my Xbox. Like, Xbox, I can play it on my TV. But yeah. Switch, I can go, all right, I'm going to play it on the train to work. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play fucking... Uh, whatever I'm going to play Doom or something. I'm going to play it on the go and see what it's like playing it on the train or playing it, you know, in a in a you know, book myself an office room in my building and sit in, my, sit in an office room or a boardroom playing Switch <laughs> or something like that. Uh, for anyone listening from Duty's work, he definitely does not do that. So um, that is definitely just a joke, and it's definitely not something that I would do myself. So um, <laughs> shut up. 
moving on. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, it's 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 a very cool device, and we're getting a lot of really awesome stuff coming to it as well. Um, so they've yeah. talked about. Um, obviously, we did the review on uh, the Witcher Three that came out recently. Uh, we are getting things like uh, the Outer Worlds is coming to Switch later. Uh, I suppose uh, I think early next year. Um, and a bunch yeah. of other just standalone titles that just keep bringing out awesome, awesome stuff. So, yeah, I mean, Switch is awesome. Keep them coming. Give me some Metroid. That's what we really need, though. If, if I could have some yeah. Metroid, my life would be complete. There are some games I really, I, I do really want to come to the Switch as a, as a backwards compatible or something like that. I'd like to see more of the, the Shadows of the Empire and stuff like that, like the old Star Wars games on the Switch, because we've got, mm. I think... Jedi Knight Academy 2 and, and or Jedi Knight 2 and Jedi Academy um, so I'd like to see sure. like, the Dark Forces and stuff like that because we've got all the old school Doom on the Switch let's put some of the I think the first ever first person shooter game to have the left right up and down like to actually look up and down was Shadows of the Empire or Dark Forces it was a Star Wars game where you could actually look up and down when you shoot um, okay so that would be fucking rad I'd love playing that on the Switch yeah, so look, um, I mean, they they will continue to release awesome games, and they're going to keep doing more and more things. I know that the uh, the Outer Worlds guys talked about um, how they developed. Uh, they, were, they were looking to get to move into the Switch, and they thought they'd try it for a little bit and see what happened. And they were really surprised with how powerful it was um, and the things they could do with it. So. I'm looking forward to seeing them pushing the boundaries and trying some new stuff. I'd love to see a midlife sort of Switch device, like a Switch Pro kind of version uh, coming out. Just a big beefy machine. Like, give me something a bit more, with a bit more oomph. Um, iPad size. Yeah. Just something a little bit bigger. Just like, you know, just gives me something a little bit more um, that could potentially handle some of these more awesome games. So, whatever they're doing, though, seems to be working. Um, now, speaking of uh, things that are working and will continue to work, uh, exciting news for Sony fans. Um, Sony Interactive have trademarked PS6, PS7, PS8, PS9, and PS10. They've gone all the way up to 10. So um, that's a big fuck you to Microsoft for all your weird naming conventions. These guys have stolen all of the names up to PS10. Uh, which I'm excited about. It's it's basically, I will probably never live to see APS-10 in my lifetime, um, but I'm excited that they've got it on the radar. Yeah, that's just them buying names, though. And, and to be honest, I, I like that PlayStation's got, you know, one, two, so on and so forth. But I, I kind of, the, the part of me being a, you know, the Xbox fan that I am, I kind of like looking forward to seeing what the next console is going to be called because like it's what it's project scarlet or something is is the, the the sort of the development name for the next rig so i'm like i wonder what they're going to call the next one because they got the 360 and then they call the the next one the one because it was you know doing one full circle of something and then it's also a marketing thing because then when you go to a you know a fucking video game store do you want it on the playstation or do you want it on you know on on the xbox and you go i want it on the one so it's it's Work. I can see it's marketing sort of thing, and I, I kind of I like seeing what they're going to call something rather than yeah you know, the next one's just going to be called PlayStation Six ah uh, PlayStation Seven whoop de fucking like we know the names I don't care I want something special look just because you guys can't count doesn't mean that you should be hanging shit on the Playstations for stealing the good names all right nah, I mean they're see, just following a logical in, I process. Think in- I think Sega had a better fucking naming convention than PlayStation because PlayStation just one, two. They had the fucking Genesis. They had the Dreamcast. Like, fucking uh, interesting name rather than just this, two, this, three. It's not a fucking Rocky film. You can call it something else. <laughs> you can call it PlayStation Genesis. That'd be fucking rad. Nah, nah, I'm not. I, you see, uh, the, these things, it doesn't need to be called the Mega Drive and have less power than my mobile phone does. Um, I mean, it, they, they are able to support their own awesomeness by just going, here's another number, and everyone's like, woo, another number. It's that the number itself is enough credit. So, you know, that yeah. just goes to consistently awesome machinery. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but yes, nah. <laughs> at least look. At least they put the names aside. At least they are planning for the future, uh, which is very exciting. I just want to see the next one, though. I just need to see the next one. I'm so excited for PS5. Um, moving on, but that's the news for this week. Um, it's been a fairly busy week, 
And I don't want to talk too much on the news front. I want to talk about the games that we've reviewed. Um, first cab off the rank, Buddy, you've been playing The Outer Worlds for an entire week. I want to hear all of the goss because I haven't had a chance to play a single second of it yet. Well, Fuzzy, the my, my, my starting thing is: Do you remember, uh, spe- you know, do you remember putting a disc into a console or or booting up a game if you bought it digitally and don't have to worry about twenty three dollars a month? Obsidian Th- remembers. Those do you remember starting? Do you remember starting a game up and not having to put in a seventy six gig patch to f- actually play the game? Obsidian remembers. Do you remember actually having fun creating your character and going into a world that actually looked like next gen rather than a high end PlayStation three or Xbox three sixty game? Buddy, let me tell you, Obsidian remembers, and fuck me, the Outer Worlds is outstanding. Um, it is it is a, a mixture of Fallout, uh, the Fallout series, because it is a create-your-own-character. It's that sort of sci-fi sort of retro style that Fallout is, um, but rather than it being an apocalyptic wasteland, it is in space. Um, so it's got sort of the Fallout... Uh, uh, inspiration a bit of fallout inspiration it's got a bit of star wars because obsidian did star wars knights of the old republic 2 which is a fucking outstanding game it is on i think you can play it on your fucking phone now but it's an outstanding game give that a play um, mm-hmm. but it's also got as soon as i started playing the game and and sort of you know getting into it it's very firefly it's very okay space space westerny that i kind of like um you start the game out like you do with it, like you do with a generic Fallout game. You're a character, you know. You're a, it's it's a little bit Mass Effect Andromeda at the start. You're on a spaceship. It's a it's like a colony ship that's going somewhere. You the the ship goes missing or is like knocked off track, and no one's been bothered to find it for eighty years. A Doc Brown esque character finds you, you know, unfreezes you, and you get to create your character and all that sort of stuff. And then it's your central job is to help this Doc Brown character to essentially awaken all the other colonists because it requires a heap of chemicals and and stuff like that to essentially bring everyone back from hibernation sleep and then Mm -hmm. sort of save the universe from... It's essentially, yeah, like an empire or or the alliance from Firefly. It's that sort of like... It's a government that no one really likes Um, and, and that's essentially the premise of the game. And surprisingly, it's very comedic there's a there's a lot of moments like fallouts like oh you get out of the bunker the world's fucked i didn't see that coming but like <laughs> at the start of uh of the outer worlds you you put into a drop pod the the you know the mad scientist doctor's like oh, i have to drop you off here i need to fuck off and it's like cool when you land there'll be a, a sort of a smuggler he'll get you out of there essentially he's playing he's planting a beacon on his on the ground now the drop pod's gonna land on the beacon he'll take you and he'll take you to to my you know hidden location and the yeah. drop pod lands and then you're looking around it's like where's the smuggler and then you just see like these legs sticking out from the bottom of your drop pod <laughs> it's like he was holding the the receiver and he's just gotten like fucking wicked witch of the east dropped on um <laughs> so it's very comedic in that and it's the style is very bio uh bioshock as well like bioshock infinite yeah so it's very that retro space age stuff um but yeah you've got the standard sort of uh first person shooters and rpg mechanics of fallout so of course you can create your character you can upgrade your character by giving him specific skills and perks so you know you can run 25 percent faster you can carry more stuff without having to move slow you can sneak easy um and as soon as i sort of figured out that the world reminded me a lot of firefly i'm like sweet I'm making a Han Solo character. He's going to talk his way out of every situation, and if he can't talk his way out of the situation, he's going to shoot his way out of the situation. <laughs> so um, I'm really, really liking it, uh, and it's it's got it's the best of both worlds in regards to Fallout and Knights of the Old Republic, but it's its own standalone. But yeah. there's lots and lots of easter eggs and references to pop culture like you get the ship called the unreliable this is it's the ship you see on the front cover of the <laughs> oh, game yeah 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 and as soon as you walk in it's got a cargo bay that looks identical to the inside of the firefly it's got a kitchen that's the identical to the inside of the firefly like there's so many different little easter eggs and things you pick up that it's just references and or they're you know they're having a bit of a a bit of an elbow budge to sort of other games and stuff like that so it's very quirky fun um and as soon as i i start this game up like I've, i've picked up call of duty as well and as soon as everyone turns off, you know, oh, I'm tired, I'm going to bed, I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to play some fucking Outer Worlds because I'm having more fun with Outer Worlds than I am with Call of Duty. Like, 
Call of Duty is. We'll get to that later, but yeah, Outerworlds. I'm I'm putting it in. I'm like, fuck, sweet, yep, cool. I'm I'm deliberately immersing myself in this world and building relationships and and not thinking what do I want to do, but what would my character do? Um, and I'm finding it more in depth than Fallout Four, which is my favorite Fallout. Yeah, wow. Well, I suppose this is like the the best things of all of the games that we wanted to see for so long. Um, and now back in you know in the form of the outer worlds i mean like this, these are the guys that made probably the best fallout game of all time um well arguably in some sense um is it really does it feel very much like it's it's just the best fallout ever if they put a fallout it's badge the- on it would you have been happy with it Actually, no. If, if if this was a Fallout game that Obsidian had done on behalf of Bethesda, it would it would it would most likely pull, still probably play pretty much exactly the same. But you don't have space exploration, or you can't go to different planets like you can because Fallout is just you're stuck in the in the world that they've created. But it's it's kind of refreshing to see a developer who's worked with you know worked on Fallout. They've worked on Star Wars. Them having the experience and and the knowledge and and what works and what doesn't work, but having their own freedom to sort of do so is kind mm. of really refreshing. Um, it's it's very sort of nostalgic in regards to the first time you speak to a, a character like in game. It's it's exactly what Fallout is. It, it sort of zooms into the person's face. They look into what like they look into the cameras that are like looking at the, you, the player, and the dialogue box drops up at the bottom. But yeah, like in Fallout, like yeah, Fallout's a great you know Fallout Four was a great game. I had fun with it, but the character models for all of Fallout looked like crap. Like I, all of the character models I just found looked like high end three sixty characters. Where with this, they look like a little bit like Overwatch Fortnite characters. They're that little bit poppy, cartoony sort of style to them, and it it works really well. Um, mm. So. I'm really enjoying it. There is, of course, Fallout had the vats where you could stop time and you could sort of aim at the head or aim at the legs or something like that. Um, and they've got a little bit of a similar system. Um, it's a little bit Max Payne-y, though. So because your character's been frozen in hibernation for, I think, it's like 80 years, um, he has a, essentially a problem with, with being reanimated and coming back to life that he can slow down time for a brief period of time. So you can hold, push a button which activates a, slow, a slow-mo mode. And if you sort of stand still and move, like just you, mm. you move your gun around, you can easily aim and shoot ahead. But if yeah, you wow. actually move, sort of like super hot, if you move, it speeds up. <laughs> but the uh, the sort of your energy bar, if you will, detracts really quick. So it's a little okay. bit like super hot. Um, yeah, so you yeah, can push yeah. a button and aim quickly and then sort of get a couple shots out. But then if you move, it sort of sort of drops away. So it's it's really interesting with what they've done. Um I'm 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 treating it like it's its own world, but I'm also sitting there going, "This would be so fucking good as as a Firefly game as well, or like something in the Firefly universe, or something in the Star Wars universe, and stuff like that." Um, I'm enjoying it as its own separate standalone thing as well, but I'm enjoying the little Easter eggs and references because I'm a fucking nerd and I'm picking all that stuff up. Um, <laughs> the only negative I have is you are a captain of a ship and you don't get to fly your ship. Um, uh, you essentially, well, yeah. Yeah, you pull out a star map, you choose where you want to go, and then it just goes there. I kind of mm. would have liked, you know, if there's a, if you know, if I, if I'm supposed to be like a, if I'm treating my character like a Han Solo character, I'm running onto my ship, I'm getting into the pilot seat, I'm making sure my crew's on board, and I'm like, let's go, rather mm. than, yep, you know, plug in your navigations, talk to the AI computer that's you know in the ship, and then off you fly. So that's my only negative, but of course, I would say Obsidian doesn't really have that experience of doing like a. a you know, a flying sort of part in the games because it's always just automatic travel via from fucking Knights of the Old Republic 2. So I'm really enjoying it. The, the yeah. gameplay and everything is great. Character customization is awesome. Uh, the humor is great. The world is great. It's, I'm, and I can't believe actually how much I'm enjoying this game. At first, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, it'll, I'm expecting it to be like maybe a seven. And it's a, it's a fucking nine, man. It's a, this is a 4.5 out of five. I'm yeah, okay. loving this game. And, yep, you can buy it on every every console. It's coming to the Switch soon. If you do have an Xbox and you do have Game Pass, fucking download it because this game is it's it's phenomenal. It's actually contender of the year for Game of the Year for me with Gears of War yeah, 5. Wow. And I fucking loved Gears 5. This game is great. 
All right, excellent. Good. Uh, that's a ringing endorsement, mate. It sounds like it's it's got all of those you know the the awesome things that we expect um, from from these types of games. Um, yeah, I, I like I said, I haven't had a chance to play a single second of it, so I'm I'm dead keen to get into it. Um, and this is like the, I, I I clearly it's a strong recommend for you, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was chatting to a couple of mates tonight after playing a couple of rounds of COD, and they're like, oh, have you played The Outer Worlds? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, I might download it. I'm like, play it, because it's 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 just phenomenal. With with This game was like teased at the start of the year, and I was like, oh, yeah, that'll be, you know, maybe next year or something like that. And it came out so quickly. Turning around mm. going, it's, it's great. It's great fucking fun. Yeah. Um, there are, the, like... The, the tiniest negatives I have are, are not flying your own ship. Um, and in Fallout, if, you know, you equip, you know, clothes, you can equip armor over the top of the clothes. So you can still keep your sort of aesthetic the same while equipping armor over the top. Where this yeah. game's just got the sort of the Knights of the Old Republic sort of attire management. That if you put on armor, it covers the whole thing. If you put on a casual clothes, it's the whole thing. So, like, your outfit is one thing. You can't sort of choose the arms or choose the legs, like... Yeah, your, your, your clothes are your clothes. Like you can't change that. But look, that's just me being nitpicky. Um, well, I'm yeah, like, and look, it's, I'm, it's not something we expected to see from this game. Uh, I suppose it's something that yeah. we have seen in other games, but not something that we're expecting to see. So, I mean, it's it's not necessarily marking it down for that, but it's something that would have been really awesome to make that game just that little bit extra, right? Yeah, yeah, just that that little bit of like. I, I, I can create my own character like I can have my my captain look like how I if 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 I was in that world how I would want him to look rather than okay I'm, I'm in civilian clothes and I'm I'm changing to sort of battle attire when I'm going out to do missions and shit other yeah. than that that's that's is me just wanting something that isn't in the game but that's not ah. subtracting from the score it's it's a nine out of ten it's a fucking outstanding title um, yeah it's yeah, I I can't recommend it enough. It's it's a great addition for a number one first entry into a series. Nice, awesome, well done, mate. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to checking that out. Thank you very much for your uh, review today. But I think um, we talked about it the other week. Um, it's available now on um, your Xbox Games Pass. So if you get on Xbox yes. Games Pass, you can buy this now. You can play it. Uh, you don't even need to buy it. It's, it's available to you right now. Otherwise, it's available to everybody else in stores. It looks awesome and sounds like it should be something that you should be playing immediately. Yeah, essentially, as soon as that Doom review was done, it was like, oh, Outer Worlds is ready. Sweet. And then, bang, I was gone. <laughs> well, look, buddy, thank you for that. Speaking of games that you should be playing immediately as well, though, um, I talked about this a little bit last week. I did refer to it as Fortnite for adults. Um, I'm going to retract that statement quite politely um, and talk a little bit now about Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, because, yeah, in between the time that we recorded the last episode and the morning that I woke up, um, I got offered uh, a, a copy of COD, and I got a chance to play that over the last week, and I'm, I am I think I might have changed my position on it, Tootie. <laughs> okay. I think right. I, I think I might have, like, backtracked a little bit. Like, this game is uh, done by Infinity Ward. They've gone back to almost the roots of what they... Uh, what used to make them awesome they've got a really solid storyline um so they've got a single player mode that goes for like i I breeze through it in about six hours but i believe there are further additions coming out later on um and yeah that was you know that was a lot of fun to play through they had all of those really cool like unique mission types that you um that you can go through like that you used to have back in in modern warfare series um, they've had uh, a lot of fun with it. There's a lot of night vision stuff. Um, there's a lot of weird characters and all sorts of stuff that are, are, are really that really bring you into the story. You're interest, interested about what they're talking about. You want to find out more. It actually be- plays like a Hollywood blockbuster movie, just over a longer period of time. And there's just the the bombastic sound soundtrack that goes along with it of just giant guns and explosions all the time it's like michael bay's like wet dream he's just like things are exploding there's gasoline going off everywhere it's just great and big and beautiful and i love it i really enjoyed it i had a lot of fun doing it so 
for the price of admission alone, I think it's actually worth just checking out the single player mode. Um, it, it gives you a chance, it gives you a feel for what the game's going to be like. Uh, we've got some of the characters returning favourites uh, coming back to uh, to the story, which is really awesome. And you just get to have a really good time with it. So I'd highly recommend checking that out if you've got a copy of the game and have just been playing multiplayer, which is what 90% of people do. Um, I would recommend looking at this. I know that they... Um, I, I will I will say with with Call of Duty, the, the campaign... I, I think the only campaign that I've even liked was World at War and all the other Modern Warfares and, and Black Ops... I just found them really boring and everything was explained via fucking like loading screens like you are blah you are going to this don't let see people see you. like how was the how was the story uh I I've I've got a copy of it I've only played multiplayer so far so in regards to single player how was yeah. the story uh sort of given to the player is it all through just like loading screens or are there actually proper cutscenes now are we actually getting some character development some real fucking story or are we just (laughs) getting you're a military guy you have to stop insert bad guys communism thing here stop them kill (laughs) them stop communism yeah yeah that's what all the call of duty games just seem to be it's like you're an english rifleman stop the germans next you're american stop yeah they're, they they've gone to great lengths to actually make a proper story for this one. So you've got okay. actual characters that you're interested in. They kind of feed you little bits, and then you you get some flashbacks to see character development and where they've come from, what they're doing, who they are, and why they're there. It's it's really interesting, and the cutscenes, like the actual video cutscenes, are amazing. Like the quality that they've put into that is top notch you would be very hard-pressed to find a better produced cutscene in a video game than what the, what we see in this. So they're, they're, they're actually better bringing players back. Well, yeah. I, 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 I didn't really like the Spider-Man <laughs> one, but I, 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 can, I can hear why people would have liked them. Yes, God of War was really good too. I, I, I think this is like for... Uh, for the quality that they put out there, I think the quality of the actual individual cutscenes in this were probably a little bit better than God of War, but maybe the content was obviously slightly different. So, I, I look, I think it's really enjoyable. I definitely recommend everyone to try it out because it's a lot of fun. Um, and then it's just one of those things like they, they used to ship out these games. They went, no, oh, fuck it. No one's playing the single-player modes anyway. And so they'd ship it out with just multiplayer, and it just became this like it became like anthem like you could only play it online and if you weren't playing it online then that was it you know there's 60 dollars down the toilet but this actually gives you something that you can yeah. enjoy on your own without having to bother you know signing in and getting grief by other players <laughs> if that's you know if that's what you're worried about um but yeah, yeah. look it's, it's very enjoyable and it's definitely definitely a a strong step forward in the right direction and I would like to see them continuing down this path where single player games obviously right now are quite strong I'd like to see more of this from the Call of Duty guys so please 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 more strong single player stories in my COG games thank you very much I will say the uh, the multiplayer is also for, for people like I think I picked up Black Ops what was the last year's one 4 whatever it was um, yeah the, the 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 generic crew of, of of Matt from Bad Casting and and Aaron and Zach and and Kyle Goons all you know friends of ours all said you know pick it up and I picked it up and just went okay I'm playing as classes now like in Rainbow Six Siege rather than playing as just a random sort of dude with any gun and there was yeah. no single player and they did the battle royale mode and I just went this is a sh- fucking shill of a game like this yeah this isn't this isn't right. I should you should not be charging people sixty to a hundred dollars for a game that is just multiplayer Fortnite but COD and yeah. you're playing as classes. Like this is this is fucking stupid. And I think I got rid of the game within a week. I just turned around and went, "No, nah, this sucks. I'm going back to <laughs> um, fuck this game. I'm going back to to whatever the fuck I was playing, Overwatch or something like that." Um, yeah. The multiplayer in this one, I, I I'm enjoying it. Um, it's a it's significantly slower in speed than previous Call of Duties. Like you can't be sprinting around everywhere, just shooting everything. Like you're a marine. Well, they've they've or, kept yeah. the they've kept the sprint speeds on it as well. So they've got short bursts of sprints, um, and they're it's almost 
just yeah, you're not actually noticing a significant difference from your starting walking pace to a sprint pace. It's pretty much you know negligible. So you know they've got sliding yeah. movements and all the rest of it, but you're right, they've slowed it down a lot, and it feels a little bit more deliberate. Um, but I will say the rest yeah. of the gameplay around it, like it is very reactionary. It's this visceral experience of being, you know, shot at. You get the bullets whizzing past your ears and you hear the ones that come close to you and they just like leave this like this really sort of like sharp pitch squeal coming past you. And it's, it's really cool. Like they, they become... Um, you're hearing all these ricochets and the bullet casings dropping and you can hear people's footsteps around you. It's it's a really, like the auditory experience of playing this game is bloody top notch. It makes this game what it is. And I think it's like the multiplayer experience is probably one of my favorite uh, FPS like games to play against other people. It's just, it's so well-rounded. They've learned from what they've done in the past and they've actually made it better. So I, for me, I've I've really enjoyed the experience. Yeah, it's it's. I agree that it's a step in the right direction, but it's it's still that really. It's it's more uh, the the multiplayer is still more arcadey than Wolfenstein or Doom. Like it, it's still that raw. It's 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 like yeah, like you've said previously, it's FIFA. Everyone picks it up every year. You know, a bunch of mates or whoever mm-hmm. all playing COD at the same time. It's the only thing they've really changed from this year to last year, and just in like a team deathmatch point of view, is it's slower and they've made an emphasis more on, on footprints or, or footsteps. So if you hear someone running around, you look at your minimap and there's no green around you, you go, cool, there's enemies around. Everything mm. else, like all the all the gunfights are still battle for the greatest, but who's got the best ping? Like, yeah, I might have... And, and you know, how many times you hit them besides they hit you? So like multiple times tonight, I'm shooting people in the head they're not dying, but they turn around and hit me once with, you know, a revolver and I'm dead. Mm. Where, you know, me playing a lot of Rainbow Six Siege, I'm sitting there going, no, 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 you're dead. I'm hitting <laughs> you with a assault rifle in the, in the head. That's an instant game over button. Um, yeah. So it's still that very arcadic end. And that's, I, but that's, I, that's the thing though. Like it's supposed to be arcadey. It's supposed to be fast. It's supposed to be a little bit less, you know, sensical than, you know, some of the other games. So your Rainbow Six Siege, very realistic. Um, you look at things like Battlefield as well. Um, they, they, they push on the realism front more so than the arcadey feel. This is very much that game that you, you can go in there and, you know, it, it, it's supposed to be just, tactics almost go out the window completely it's you can have like a one-man army like one guy can make or break the entire round for your team so they can either be really good or really really shit and that makes that makes or breaks everything for you so as opposed to say battlefield or um or overwatch or some of these other games like these other shooters you you really need to act as a team and do everything together because if you're not then the game you know gets taken out of control COD becomes, you know, is very arcade feel in that one man can turn the day and, you know, or one person can save everything. And it's, I, I kind of like that. It feels, in, it is in that sort of action hero genre. Like, you, you jump out there and you run around and you can actually be that hero for the day and, and win everything. And it's kind of awesome, just that, that edge that you can have of turning the, turning the battle just by, you know, playing really well. So I, I kind of like that. I, I enjoy it. Um, there's a lot of players that are still working on that. that you can tell they're still protecting their KDR. Um, so um, anyone who hasn't played it before, KDR is all referencing your kill-death ratio. So everyone likes to have a positive number as opposed to a negative number because that means you've killed more people than you've been killed yourself. And you can see people, like, when you're spectating matches, they're protecting their KDR. They're not attacking objectives. They're just there literally to get a better number on their their, um, their gamer tag. And yeah. I, I kind of don't like that. I, I think the it, it's different when I've played with people I know. You can talk about it and you can understand the need for objectives. But there are still people out there who just want to play and just get good numbers on the board. So, yeah, it's... It's a little bit disappointing in that game, in that sort of the game meta, but I think that'll improve over time when people realise that you can actually score really well and get more wins on the board and actually have a positive gaming experience if you actually play the objectives. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know in regards what I would I would give this. I'm probably sitting at a three out of five, so it's probably around about a six out of ten as well. Man, um, man, man, man. That is like how how on earth could you give it the score that low? Yeah, I I don't think it's as great as people are saying. Um, like, you know, it, it doesn't even matter if the game... Like, the game could be as buggy as fucking WWE 2K20. Places like IGN give fucking Call of Duty every year, like, nine out of blah and all this sort of shit like that. And I'm sitting there going, no, they're not, because I just picked it up and I fucking hate it. Um, <laughs> and Maybe this is not the game for you, buddy, because, you know, as somebody who has played it for an entire week and literally can't put it down, I'm hooked, I'm addicted, I've been stuck on this... I've given this a four and a half out of five. I think this is an amazing game. It's done really, really well. And it's the experience is second to none in FPS that we've had the, the release this year. So I, I think of, it's a really, really good game. One of the small things that just irritates me, and I, they haven't changed it since, um, I think it was Modern Warfare 2, was in World at War, if I if you would shoot or throw a grenade or something like that, if there was an, a, a high-damage weapon used at close range or an impact, yep. legs would come off, arms would come off, a torso would go flying, something like that. And I'm like, sweet, that's what I want. I want that little bit level of realism, even though it's an arcade game, that if I shoot someone with a, a shotgun at point blank, like they're having a big gaping hole in their chest or something. And since Modern Warfare 2 after World at War... You can shoot someone point blank with a shotgun and they'll just go, eh, and fall over. And I fucking, I really, really hate that because I like the sort of the, the, the carnage that you sort of get the reward of shooting someone point blank with a shotgun is that bit of carnage or seeing that bit of like, oh, that's fucking brutal. That's kind of fucking cool. But it's just, eh, eh. Oh, he's flying, eh. It's, it's Michael Bay with explosions and someone just being pulled by a wire. Like, that's everything. Every kill in that game is just that. There's no reward to to using a shotgun and playing, you know, a bit strategically and getting them close range because they just get pulled on a fucking wire. It's but and there, I really there's a, hate that. There is a very visceral experience in playing that and doing that, and there's blood splatter and everything goes around. You just don't lose a limb, and I don't think that's the po- the point of the game. Like you're talking about a game that's not this game. Like they they've they've dialed yeah, back. World, a- at, World at War is Call of Duty. Yeah, like, that, but that's that's not this game. Like, that's not their what they built the franchise on. They don't need that to have a an amazing experience in the game. Um, yes, they do have some very some very satisfying blood splatter though um, that goes around. But that's, I mean, again, it's not the point. The point is to be fast and action packed and beat other people. And it becomes more of a it's more of a sport than anything else. Um, but. I, I I like that aspect of it. I like that they've turned this into, yeah, it, it becomes almost competitive, like online paintball for for like for all of the the damage that you're doing to other people. It's just a lot of fun, man. And like the the way that they've they've crafted this game to be really awesome and look and sound the way that it does, like it runs exactly like it needs to. And we've talked about a lot of games on launch that haven't worked well, and oh, it could get better later down the track. This game launched, it worked exactly as it was supposed to, it sounds awesome, it looks awesome. I don't know what more you could ask for, really. Like, from a game that, that's a AAA title game, they've released it and it does what it says on the box, that's a that's a massive tick, as opposed to all of the other games we've seen released in the last year, that have had uh, a lot of problems on launch and haven't been able to get it right. This is, like, this is an absolute win. Yeah, see, I'm... I'm- I, I I can't bring myself to to that. I'm 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 sitting there going, nah. It, it just it it feels like the exact same game we got last year, multiplayer wise, but they just slowed it down a touch. It doesn't feel anything new in regards yeah. to multiplayer. It just it feels exactly the same as last year's. I I think we are going to agree to disagree on this one, buddy. Because uh, and I I will just say it right off the bat. I don't think COD is the game for you. Um, you, you, my friend, might need something a little bit different um, because this game is is running as it's supposed to. There's a reason it gets scored highly every year. There's a reason the FIFA games get scored highly every year when they get reviewed by, by all of these other people. It's because they are a high-quality product that does what it's supposed to do. Like that, That's a reason to give it a good score. When you score it on a benchmark of everything else, you go, well, it does what it says it, it's going to do and it does it really well. How can you score it poorly? 
it's um it's, yeah uh, yeah it's it's one of those things that we will argue i'm sure um in upcoming episodes but um for me as i said four and a half out of uh, out of five i have done a video uh, review of that on youtube so you can check out me running around and trying to pretend like i was uh, going all right um, I captured about uh, 50 hours of gameplay and only got about 30 minutes of me doing anything good. So, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, check that out uh, on YouTube on the Shaken Not Noob playlist on the Shaken Not Nerd channel. Um, but for me, that is it for this week. It's been a busy week. Uh, we're going to go back to playing some more games because there's plenty to play. Um, Dirty, what have we got coming up, man? What's, uh, what's on the radar for the future? Well, next week is, of course, the, well, at least for me, the sort of the, the week eve, if you will, before Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And I'm, I'm very, Ooh. very keen for that. Um, so I'll, I'll be doing my absolute best to cover anything with that. So I might go back and play some old Star Wars games with, um, I might take a look at, uh, Jedi Outcast because that's got a bit of a, uh, a, a bit of a sort of a shooter vibe that you get with a bit of doom and then you can turn your lightsaber on and it goes third persons. And that's on the Switch, so I actually might take a look at that because it's like seven bucks. Nice. Um, yep. of course I'll be playing more, f- uh, Outer Worlds, so I mean, you know, looking forward to that. Uh, of course I'll still be playing probably a bit of fucking COD here and there. <laughs> fucking hate um, it, but I'm going to play it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I've I've organised as well. So uh, it's it's a public holiday on Tuesday for for us in Mel in in Melbourne. So on Monday night, uh, I believe I will be uh, doing that episode with Mister G Man Lives, doing a top ten first person shooters of all time, our own personal personal lists. Um, so there, that should hopefully I think be coming out next Wednesday. Next Wednesday is a special. Um, so if all that goes to plan, there will be a bit of banter, a bit of fun. Um, his YouTube channel as well. He's just done the Call of Duty review as well. Um, so yeah, there's there's loads going on. Yeah, and of nice. course my my I think like what was it like seventeen minutes or nineteen minute Doom reviews out, and that took me fucking ages to do. <laughs> At least nineteen minutes. Um, <laughs> no, look, I, it's yeah. a, it's very fun. If you haven't played uh, the re- latest release of Doom, what was that? Twenty uh, sixteen. That came 2016, out. 2016, yeah, yeah. That um, go check that out. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. There is it's meme central. There's it's about fifty fifty memes to actual gameplay. So um, yeah, definitely check that out. There's a lot of effort been gone into that one. Um, <laughs> uh, look, buddy, it's always been it's always good to talk with you. It's been great having you on this week. Uh, I'm very excited to be talking uh, Terminator Dark Fate with the crew this weekend. Um, so make sure you check out the Shaken Not Nerd podcast uh, coming out this week. It's going to be spicy. Yeah, well, also I think uh, we'll have Oz from Incognito Comics talking pain and glory as well, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yes, so, uh, the we'll Antonio things, yeah. Bandaroff movie. So um, yeah, check it out. We've got lots to talk about this week. Um, until next week, uh, this has been Fuzzy Dan reminding you to never, ever, ever, especially with Star Wars coming up. This is a very, very especially important piece of news. We are what two weeks away from Star Wars, people. Never, ever, ever pre-order anything ever. Especially Star Wars. I'm sorry, I have pre-ordered it. Oh my god! Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But otherwise, this is fuzzy everybody who's never ever ever pre-ordered anything ever. And this is Duty reminding you to play with each other and play with yourself. Bye-bye.